That's what she said, convention special number one. The Office Cast Q&A. Wow, that is really hard. You really think you can go all day long? Well, you always left me satisfied and smiling, so... That's what she said! <laughs> Suicide doors on my 57 Chevy Roll around town like a hero I got you on my mind Just like all the time Pedal down, nowhere to go Hey guys, Matt here. Um, here's our first episode. I want to get this out to you right away. Uh, as some of you may know or not, I did end up going to the convention in Scranton. So went through a lot of different things today and I wanted to give you the office cast Q&A session. This is going to last about an hour and 25 minutes here and mostly it is unedited. Um, I do apologize for the quality of the audio. I am playing around with a new recorder that I purchased and unfortunately I don't have a whole lot of uh, way to change the way that it sounds. So hopefully it is good enough to make you uh, not feel too bad about what you've missed at the show. Look for further office convention update episodes throughout the week and as of right now i am not sure when i'm going to be able to get a chance to do the local ad show but uh hopefully this is enough to satisfy you guys take it easy all right first question which actor is most like their character on the show and which is most unlike their character um Josh, 
those, uh, just remind you, they want to say the names of the wonderful people who submitted yeah. these questions. Yeah, I, I forgot that the first two times. <laughs> Apologies. All right, my next question is for Angela Kinsey. <laughs> Angela, this question comes from Candice in Phoenix. Angela is a complicated character. What steps do you take to get into her mindset? Ah. Um, uh, Brian would say I'd just be myself, huh? No. Um, I guess I ride Brian and Oscar pretty hard. Over there in the practice your facial expressions in the mirror. to be honest. And um, 
she's just I just love the the many incarnations of her really the the, the way that she's started and sort of evolved it really started as this very tight laced corporate woman who turns out to be what she is today is a beautiful and complicated uh, collaborative dance that I really consider to be involved with the writers and myself and, and it's, it's very exciting. I, I can't say enough about what a pleasure this character is to play and what meat I have to sink my teeth into. That's what she said. Okay. Okay. Um, no, it's, it's great. I, can't, I, don't, I don't know. I can't say like I like the domestic one better than the corporate one or vice versa. She's, she's complicated and exciting in any, in any mask. <laughs> New Jersey. Your character gets annoyed by his co-workers. How do you keep a straight face? I find myself biting the back of my tongue awful lot. You make those very dour and sour faces. I've heard more this weekend that you're smiling, my gosh. You never get to see you smile that much. We didn't know you had a full set of teeth. Um, I do a lot of thinking of dead dogs, cats, animals, anything. To get me into that dour, repressed, very sour place. So, yes. But today I'm happy. question to you is from Alicia in Yuma, Arizona. Do you have a preference to writing or acting in the shows? <laughs> I'm an answer like a kid who has to decide which parent you want to go with and divorce. And uh, I'm going to say that uh, I love them both and I feel like the luckiest person in the world to get to be able to do both things and to get paid to do both things, it's, it's amazing. And uh, I will say though, as a writer, you get to be a little bit more of a slob, which is fun, like you, if you see our, our writing staff, like you get in at 10, you get to wear whatever kind of crappy clothes you want to wear, and we feel like, whereas acting is like 6 a.m., trying, you know, getting in hair and makeup, it's a, it's a lot tougher in a different way. But um, both are really awesome. <laughs> Craig, 
from Kelly in Syracuse, New York. Are you going to be around even more in future episodes? And we'll leave you more to the Kelly Darrell storyline. On uh, to the first question. Please, God, yes. <laughs> And um, I think the second question could best be answered like this. Tremendously, and uh, because of how huh, what? Reno rocks. Woo! And uh, 
Yeah, it does. And, and a lot of us actually met, you know, I mean, I know Angela and I have known each other, you know, through improv. Like a lot of people up here have done improv. So it is fantastic. If there's any kids out there who are studying to be a, a lawyer or a doctor, I say quit. <laughs> and get into act, join, join an improv troupe. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I strongly suggest that. Thank you. salesman he had just hired, uh, Michael Scott, and they showed me the ropes. I was horrible at sales. They, they took a pity, pity on me, and uh, allowed me to go into quality assurance where I found a little niche. And that's 90 seconds. And basically, that's as far as I go, guys. So I stopped carrying a long time ago. To answer that question, three I was honing a craft that I didn't know I was honing at the time because I had no idea that uh, my path was going to go this way. So I have to thank all the actors up here for helping me uh, as I auditioned you through the years. I, uh, Andy, I used to see Andy all the time in the, in the room. And so, yeah, that's where I honed my craft, was from fellow actors. Excellent.
introducing you to the CFO of Tundra Medford. There's a local uh, Merrill Lynch guy named Roland Greco, who's in the audience. Uh, he, he was one of those. No, it's a, it's a whole hodgepodge. I don't know. Uh, I, just, I, I just tried not to move too much. Just tried to sit where they told me to sit and tried not to get fired. So uh, That was my inspiration. Don't get fired. Come on. This is fun. This is too much fun. Great. Now we get to come back down to this side of the table. We're back to Greg here. And this question is from Randy in River City, Pennsylvania. I see similarities between MASH and The Office. Are there any of the production, are any of the production staff fans of MASH, does that sound right? Are any of the production staff fans of MASH or consider it an influence? Um, when we were shooting the episode The Fire, um, we kept hearing... Uh, we kept hearing helicopters, <laughs> so we did a rough take. And uh, and I know Mash is supposed to be in Korea, but it's set in the hills of, of Los Angeles, and we're trying to mimic the lush, you know, forests of Scranton in the same dusty hills of Los Angeles. <laughs> That's the only connection I can see. All right, that, that's a, I guess a big no. All right. Uh, you know what, uh, Dwight and Angela were once compared to uh, Hot Lips to Hill. Yeah, there you go. That little thing is Thanks so much for your help, Angela. <laughs> All right, uh, this question comes from Kelly from King of Prussia, which is just down by Philly. You went to high school with Brian. Did you guys know each other in high school, and is it weird to be working with him now? <laughs> yes, we knew each other in high school. Uh, Brian and I went to high school in Atlanta, Georgia, and and uh, it, it, it's it, it's awkward for me to talk about because Brian at the time um, was had a, was uh, dealing with heroin addiction. <laughs> And we weren't very close because he was, uh, it was most of our junior year, he was on trial for murder. <laughs> it was just a very dark period in Brian's life. But uh, <laughs> the truth is, we were both in a bunch of plays together. We were both kind of nerds. I'll, I'm going to claim that you were a nerd also. I was a nerd in high school. And we, uh, Brian's a year older, one year, right? Yeah, as far as you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's extremely awkward to work with him now. Extremely awkward. I know. I, I will actually. If I, I know. I don't want to skip Angela. And I want my own question, but I can answer. <laughs> uh, we were actually shooting uh, the webisodes that Oscar and Angela and I did with a lot of the other cast members uh, at the very end, right before summer. And I was in the uh, break room back in the back of Dunder Mifflin, and I'm standing there talking to the camera, and suddenly over the cameraman's shoulder. I see Ed Helms, who I went to high school with, and it was like a mind-blowing thing. Like, why are you here? 
like, why am I doing this in front of you? We hadn't seen each other in like 15 years at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Because like, was it, daily show. Was it instant? <laughs> We'll just move on. <laughs> Angela, this one's for you. This is from Nikki in Lutherville, Maryland. What do you think the current relationship between Angela and Dwight is? in real life, and have you ever been in a band like the one Kevin is in? Well, it's interesting. I was touring with the police last summer. Um, um, no, I, 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 I cannot play any instrument. Um, uh, Paul Lieberstein, who plays Toby on the show, uh, he does drum a bit and gave me lessons, um, and then we had an amazing drummer who worked with us on Phyllis's wedding episode. Um, but I don't really sing, nor have I ever been in a band. I'm not that cool. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I love you too. I love you too. Melora, this question is from Tiffany in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. You have a great singing voice. Would you want Jan to sing on The Office? Well, first of all, thank you for the compliment. Um, you know, I don't really think it's appropriate for Jan to be the kind of singer that I am. Um, the only thing I could ever think of Jan ever singing would be like some kind of a twisted, sweet, lullaby to Michael, <laughs> which would have some kind of strange double entendre to it. That would be the only way that she could sing, but she wouldn't sing that out very loudly. It would be very soft and sweet. from Mark in Silver Spring, Maryland. Who is Stanley's least favorite person in the office? Hmm, I wonder who that could be. Of course, it would probably have to be Michael. Oh, right. I don't write the questions. They're giving to me. That's all you got. Blame it. Leslie, has anyone ever told you that your character on The Office is a little bit like Eeyore? Yeah. Yeah. 
Thank you very much. <laughs> I hope to come up with a better question next time around. I'll work on it. I'll be waiting. All right. Mindy, this is from Christine in Fords, New Jersey. What was your inspiration for turning Kelly from the conservative character we see in Diversity Day and the Dundies into the girly girl outspoken character she is now? Okay, well, if you see it from my perspective, <laughs> I, was, I was hired as a writer on the show, 25, single girl living in Los Angeles. And Greg was like, hey, I want you to be on the show. I think it'd be cool. We're going to put you in the most hideous outfit you have ever worn in your entire life and no makeup whatsoever. So I'm like a crafty woman who was seeing Greg all the time and then he was busy with other things. And it was just sort of relentless. Over the course of the years, he'd be like, hey, Greg, I thought maybe instead of this buttoned up puritanical outfit, I'd just be wearing like kind of a low cut pink top. He'd be like, I'm too busy, just do it. <laughs> I think that it was, uh, I mean, I'm joking, but there was a, a little bit of me wanting to be a little bit less, I don't know that person really, the like button up 25 year old girl, but I do know the kind of like really pink teenager girl, <laughs> as Greg says a lot, like by her personality. So um, yeah, that's just been um, something that the show has, and I've been leading that since the first season to try to make her into more of like a mall rat, which I guess is what she is now. Do that, do that better than he can. 
And, and I actually got a little nervous when we were shooting it. I read, was directing that episode, and I, I kept sort of flinching when I was hitting the glass, like any normal human being would. And I remember Craig Daniels took me behind the warehouse, and he was just kind of like, kind of get me out of my head, and we just did a bunch of jumping jacks, and it was like one of the greatest moments of my life. <laughs> Next question is uh, for Oscar from Chad in St. Paul, Minnesota. Has Oscar broken up with Gil yet? And who would Oscar date if he were to try girls, as he mentioned in season three? It's interesting. I, uh, I asked about that uh, to Greg. I said, is he, you know, what's happening with, with, his, with his character and relationship? And he took me out to the alley and we did jumping jacks. <laughs> Bring it on, whatever happens to the character I've done. As long as he's not in a coma, because that would limit my range. Other than that, I'm not fine. Next question for Christopher in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I love the extended scene on Booze Cruise. We'd be playing guitar in the upcoming episodes. Well, I don't know. That would be a great uh, Daniels question, I guess. You know, I've got to sing a song in karaoke, uh, Spinning a Reel in a Song I Wrote. And of course, if we're playing today, um, I don't know. That's a, that's a writer's question, But thank you. But thank you very much. <laughs> Next question is for Phyllis from Amy in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Phyllis, was it fun for you to tell Angela all? You better believe it.
Uh, well, I guess we'll find out next week, huh? No. Uh, uh, people actually get quite a kick out of it. Because, <clears throat> I mean, this, for those of you who watch the show, I've really only been on it a couple of times. So it doesn't take a lot of time. It's like I have a golf habit or something like that. So, um, so, they, so far, so good. We'll see. Go Nittany Lions, baby! really cool, actually. Can I just fill you in a little bit? Because he's so shy, he's not going to tell you. Um, Andy was a professional actor. He quit acting to become, uh, and this could be wrong, but it's Andy, you're a stockbroker, right? Yes. To become a stockbroker. He, you know, has a great business doing that and works with Merrill Lynch and, and, and Phyllis, or Allison Jones, our, our casting director, ran into him on the street and said, oh, you'd be perfect for this CEO in the office. And Andy was like, well, I'm not acting anymore. And Allison, please, just come and do this. And here he is. So it's a pretty exciting story because he gets, he really, this is really like his little, his little uh, side thing. <laughs> you, you people, this is, this is just a little side thing for me. This is your live. Greg, I am always available. <laughs> always. All right, Greg, back down to you here. This question is from Anna Maria in Manhattan. What would your Second Life character be like? <laughs> That's a great question. It's been so much stronger. I could fly and it would come out of my eyes. That'd be pretty, it'd be awesome. It'd be Probably have those rotating gap and gun arms. <laughs> I'd do it up. Would anyone else like to answer that question, Stan? <laughs> Leslie. Uh, he gives me another question and it's a leftover question. What was the question? Weren't you paying attention? What would your second life character be like? Oh my god, a second life again? I've done that. I've worked in three psychiatric hospitals, taught school, worked as an administrator, and for the Board of Ed and all of that. I, I'm on my ninth life right now. <laughs> Somebody who would be stationary in front of a big TV resting or something. <laughs> uh, all right, Ed. Kelly, Baltimore. Can you please sing the Rainbow Connection? Uh, I will guarantee you I will forget the words, but I'll give it a shot. I don't 
answered by Greg making out with Mindy. <laughs> communicating via MySpace, and it's appreciated. Why is that important to you? Well, what a thoughtful question. Um, you know what? I mean, when the show started out, we definitely felt like the little engine that could, you know? Like, we were really searching for our audience, and um, we were so proud of the show. And it's, it's great as an actor. We often do a lot of shows that you're like, eh, maybe tune in, maybe don't. Um, and this show we were so proud of, and we wanted to get the word out. Jenna started a blog and uh, on MySpace. Yep. And uh, she set it up for me. I don't know much about computers. I didn't know how to do it. And, uh, and then she set one up for Brian. And we started to blog each week, like behind the scenes stuff. Uh, Brian blogged with his character, Get in the Moon. And um, I, blogged, I thought I blogged with my character, but then I was like, she really thinks the internet's witchcraft. <laughs> Kevin slash Brian has and will. 
course. Some of you might be familiar with it. Uh, John Krasinski and I, and uh, he would lose. And we, we bet uh, M&Ms. And um, he would double or nothing, double or nothing, double or nothing, double or nothing. By the time we were done, he owed me a lot of M&Ms. And then he would eventually win because I'd let him. But. Of course, John isn't here. <laughs> Melora, Tracy from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Celine, silicone, or Wonderbra? Oh, what interesting question. Uh, you know what? It actually is it's a, it's a, a fabulous feat uh, by the wardrobe department. And um, it is mostly made up of uh, fully made up of, a D-sized bra, and lots of very hard padding that pushes my real breast to the very tippity-top <laughs> of the bra, so that by the end of the day, needless to say, I'm quite relieved to take on, take off my strap-on check. That's what she says. I used to play with a band called the Strap-Ons. Search for the classic crossword puzzle. Absolutely the, the traditional crossword puzzle. It's tried, it's true. Actually, actually somebody uh, out here gave me a random crossword puzzle book, so it will be put to good use. Traditional. Not an exclusive go to stuff. No, no. Very traditional and simple and basic. Yes. Mindy. That was it? You can have mine. I'll give you a repeat. I'll give you a repeat at the end of the uh, at the end one. of the panel. Come on, Dara, kiss me. <laughs> Mindy from Allison in Columbus, Ohio. In case you guys don't know, you know, there's a big Penn State, Ohio State here. It seems like the injury... Got some, some pretty supportive fans in here. It seems like the injury was a popular episode. What was your inspiration? The injury is probably my favorite episode that I've written, and, uh, and um, Until next week. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, that's the next week, that's, that's nice, I like also, but the injury was fun because 
Um, and you just like one of the silliest premises, Greg, that we've ever had. You know, you have it came after like, you know, booze cruise where they go on a work cruise and two people can, you know, there's all this frat moment. <laughs> and then this one where it's like, let's build an episode around Michael's grill fucking. <laughs> so that was amazing because Greg has a very silly side as a boss. I mean, he's a great leader and he's very serious, but he's absolutely the most goofy person ever. And when he attaches to something, like, I think the original idea was that Michael had fell, fallen asleep in the sun and had sunblock all over him except for his foot. And it started up as a sunburn foot. Greg, is that, is that correct? Is that how it started? I, I think so. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. And actually, the name of the episode was called My Grilled Foot for the longest time. Until we thought that might be too weird uh, for people to want to tune in and watch that. But, um, yeah, no, I was I was amazed and excited that we could base a whole episode that was basically about disabilities around Michael's crazy disability of having to eat bacon every morning when he wakes up. So. It, it was a it was a it was a pretty pretty silly premise, and it took Steve Carell like a two minute talking head to make it sound plausible. Oh, that's my favorite talking head he's ever done. Where he's like, "Sue me, I every morning like to wake up to the smell of bacon."
probably owned a bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta be careful what you tell the writers on this show. Let's not start out with novel. But yeah, I know. My dad's bar was like a total old, old man bar, filled with characters. I think there was a guy that broke into my dad's station wagon, fell asleep, and when my dad found him, he did what any normal old man would do. He gave that guy a potato peeler and a job for the next 25 years. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I, I gotta tell you, it's so great for me to be back in Pennsylvania. And there's so many people who go to uh, to University of Scranton who went to my high school. Michael and I uh, insisted on 20. <laughs> and that's the kind of guys we are. And we, we weren't supposed to kiss. Uh, we weren't supposed to kiss. We were just supposed to hug. And in one of the takes, he came in and it was real close. And I'm like, he's, he can't, he's too close. He's too close. He's not going to go this way or that way. I'm like, yeah, here he comes. Great, and then we added around it, but there were uh, a lot of the cast was laughing, and I, I, how could you blame them? And it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was really funny. It was really funny, and uh, yeah, it's cool. It's a great day, great day. Extract of that, put a little bit on your tongue, and you want to kiss Mindy Kaling. Like, but then you wouldn't need that to do that. You know? You have to be drunk to kiss me? I didn't mean it that way. I just find that you got to put the thing together. Well, I didn't have to talk to Greg. That's a great Daniels question. I could, I, could get, I could get out of that way. Greg, do you want to answer that? Well, Greg um, sometimes needs to be restrained. And when that happens, we inject him with a mixture of Dilaudid and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he puts in his mouth, like, whatever he does is I broke my ankles, I was practicing for the Olympics. 
longer to mock. Well, it's persistence and good balance. You have to have really good balance. There's two guys that can lift you up and help you fall behind. She got Phyllis was a dancer. She was a serious dancer, man. She was awesome. You know how to shake it, lady. I, I would shake it now, but <laughs> All right, break it up. <laughs> Question for Bobby Ray is from Mike Roswell, Georgia. I imagine you must uh, go around and people say Bob Van Spans refrigeration back to you. Do you get tired of hearing that? <laughs> <laughs> Bob said no. <laughs> Bob Van Phantom situation said no. Question for Andy Bob is, do you ever get tired of hearing Bob Van's Before I answer that, I would just like to see Kelly and Daryl uh, kiss again while I I would too. And I would also like three to answer this question. No. The question is, do you ever get recognized this From one of my family members? Once it was the greatest thing. I got such a kick out of it. It was spectacular. But it was, you know, so no, I don't. My son recognized me. So that's now we're gonna take it out to Josh, who has meandered out to the audience for just a little time for a few audience questions. Yeah. Yes, Matt, we decided to move out here, and I got my first question from Joe. Joe, why don't you stand up? Joe, student at the U. All right, Matt. Joe, Joe, your question is for Ed. Go ahead. Uh, what is your favorite song to sing on a past episode? Well, I think that uh, Take a Chance on Me was... First in line, money I'm still free.
don't look so cute. Megan from Richmond, Virginia. What's your question? Hey, Ed, I was wondering if you can finish this phrase. Give me a break. Somebody over here. Next question is from Gabriel and Bella. We're over here. It's from Gabriel and Bella in Washington. What's your question? Uh, all right, Capri. If you could be any kind of animal, what kind of animal would you be and why? Here we go. <laughs> and what now? Now an iguana. A mare cat. That would be interesting. I think if I could be any creature, I'd be a jump. Oh, I'd be. I'd be a. Uh, don't test me. A platypus. Dr. Platypus. Our next question is from Kristen, who is from Richmond, Virginia. Part of the reason that I love the show so much is because Michael can make things so uncomfortable. And the most uncomfortable episode for me to watch is Phyllis's wedding. For any of you guys, which, what, what's the most awkward scene you've had to do or watch afterwards? Something about awkward Phyllis. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Is that specifically for Phyllis? Oh, for anybody. For anybody. The hardest thing to do in the wedding um, was the passing gas. You couldn't get through every time he would say the word pungent. You would just start to pucker and say the pungent. As far as the awkward part was when um, we were on the, he was talking about us behind Oh, he said easy rider. Um, I had actually. That scene, I, I started tearing up. Um, as, as an actor, I was tearing up. And after it was over, um, the writer, Jim, uh, I mean, Caroline Williams came up to me and she said, Phyllis, she's okay. And I said, no, I'm fine. And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry they made you cry. And I said, what are you talking about? I was acting. I'm not crying. <laughs> and so that, that was awkward for them. It Question, Jane. Um, the question is for Greg, or maybe as a writer. I was wondering how much influence the UK version of The Office has on your show. I think a very big influence. You know, uh, it's where the characters came from in the beginning and the tone. Uh, I, I love the UK show, and um, I think you've maybe grown. Past it in certain ways, but uh, uh, big influence. Yes, I do. I got Melissa from Baltimore, Maryland. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Is there, is there a UK version of this of our show? There's a, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, this is 
of the entire cast. Do any of you guys want to take a different path for your characters throughout the show? Like a different way? I'd like to have a sugar mama, you know, some debauched divorcee from scrap, you know, takes me under her wing and applies uh, me with drugs and takes me off and uh, escalates. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not staring at them. I'm just looking at your clavicle. 
white and her are so perfect <laughs> on paper. They're both like militant. They like clipboards and bossing people around. <laughs> they take work way too seriously. Um, so I think for her, possibly, in my opinion, what? somewhere in the production uh, staff or the writing staff, but how did you come up with Scranton? Um, well, there, it could have been Stanford. It was almost Stanford, guys. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that uh, it was a little bit, a little bit random, but um, there's a couple of things that made it seem like uh, it was meant to be. One was in when John Krasinski came here with some friends and filmed the images that are in our opening credit sequence, um, he also, they also filmed the building that we used in the pilot to be the Dunder Mifflin building. We later found out that across the street from that building there was a bar called The Office, which was never on the screen, and we chose that building as the building, which I think is, is pretty, pretty weird. And, um, is that still here? That's 
Jennifer from Detroit is here to ask a question. Hi, this is for anybody. Um, the first couple episodes of this season were an hour long, and I was wondering if you thought the show was as effective and as funny as an hour long, as opposed to half an hour. The show should be 45 minutes, really. But there is no fun after that on TV. So. Our next question is a very sweet question. It comes from Linda in Baltimore, Maryland. Hi, um, My question is actually for the entire cast. I just wondered how you guys felt being a part of something that was able to do this, bring people together from around the world. Um, just wondered how you felt about that. Just, <laughs> I just had a thought actually like a minute ago. I looked around and said, This is happening right now. And it is overwhelming. It's so beautiful. And then when Greg asked who, who's here, the first time to scratch it, so many people. Yeah. Uh, clapped and it was like, this is overwhelming. Thank you, God bless you. That's really true. I'm seeing so many hands um, of so many people who are here for the first time, I, I think it's remarkable. and. Uh, I, I will tell you, I, I, maybe there's someone from further away, but somebody yesterday, I made them show me uh, their identification because I did not believe them. We have at least two people here from Ireland. shows that, as Angela said, you really don't care that much about, and, and then when you find out that you care about the show and all these other people do too, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of baffling and kind of you know, surreal, to be honest, um, to see all of your faces out there looking at us and, you know, with such excitement and exuberance and love and zest for this show. It really, it, 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 there's just nothing better for an actor to feel that you're reaching people. That's, the greatest thing about television is it reaches so many people, and um, you know it's just amazing. I, I think we all feel the same way. It's, just, it's incredible. Really. It's historical. It's groundbreaking. You are helping us make history. You are making history by being here. We'll look back on this years from now, and we'll be able to say we were all in Scrap together. Here on out, you know, nothing will compare to this. Really, I mean, an office convention. 
that's the only thing because I grew up in Boston and like the feeling that you have the money for me and that I know we're in the middle of the biggest fight right now. Oh, it sucks! Oh, it sucks! Cheers is a show that, as a writer, like I revere and think is amazing, and we often look to you as like a great example. Tomorrow, when you come, you guys come to the writers' thing. I'm sure we'll talk about that kind of stuff. But um, when I look at that cast, and I would watch them at the Aspen Festival, together, like all talking about this stuff. No, I, no, I just like it's so cool to have watched a show like that. And that was amazing, and then be part of this other show that hopefully will be kind of marked like that. Cheers, have a convention. Tackle that one. I think that seems like a good note to go out on. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Big change, so uh, we're you know we gotta pace it. We don't 
see the end of the show yet in sight, but... Not for a while. Not for a while. But it is it's not just documentary style. It's, I mean, obviously the cameras are there. Everybody knows that they're there in the room. So I don't think we can really shift it because our, you know, they've actually gone to Scranton and filmed this for four years. But that's, that's how it happens in documentaries. Sometimes it takes a long time to get all the footage you need. Sometimes it takes 10 years. Ohio. Uh, my question is, is for everybody. I was just wondering uh, what you're looking forward to uh, doing throughout the rest of the weekend here. There's one thing. Nice shirt, by the way. Appreciate it. <laughs> if there's one thing you guys all want to do before you leave Scranton, what is it? I want to ride the train. Poor Richards. Rather than NBC, so you push the envelope a little further? Yeah. Shit, no. 